Welcome to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. I stand before you today with everything non-political, but all spiritual. And I want a body of Christ that will stand in the latter days for the cause of Christ, will carry their cross, not out of pride, no arrogance, none whatsoever. You will go as a lamb to the slaughter, but will not drop their cross for any political correctness, for any politician, for any reason. I don't want to be left or right. I want to be straight and narrow. Amen? Come on, somebody. Well, I would like to begin in part of the introduction, of course, this is powerful. How many of y'all know that today is Juneteenth? Praise the Lord. For those of you who may not know, let me tell you, two years it took without email, without text message in 1863 from the Emancipation Proclamation. Glory to God, we have freed slaves. Praise the Lord. Amen. Come on, somebody. What a testimony that sin stain was washed away, forgiven when we said no more. But it took two years. We didn't have email. We didn't have text message. For the last slave, down slave sections all the way down to Galveston, Texas, to find out that they've been free for two years. That is why today we celebrate the 19th of June, called Juneteenth, in honor of that proclamation. Two years of progress from the moment that they were freed to the moment they found out that they were freed. And I find it so appropriate because tonight the Lord has given us a word to come back. Part of this is the Gentile message, talking about the Jews who having been enlightened by Christ, the Messiah, being saved. Peter specifically was told by God the Father that it's time to get these Gentiles saved. We are the branches now grafted in. We have now been told that outside of this this slavery mechanism of sin, we know as the sin nature, Christ shed his blood to free our slaveness, if you will. Amen. And it was the Jews in their salvation going out the known error common of what they was culturally expected to reach to us Gentiles and tell them, you've been freed by the blood of Jesus. You've been freed by the blood of Jesus. It doesn't matter what you did, Cole. You've been freed by the blood of Jesus. Ooh, come on, somebody. I'm excited. Whew, we weren't for slaves. Yes, hallelujah. We were once slaves unto sin, but someone proclaimed our freedom, albeit in a church somewhere or a youth camp somewhere. But someone in, if you were born again, someone in your life proclaimed the freedom by the blood of Jesus shed at the battle of Calvary where Christ defeated Satan. Because in those days, the slaves won the victory to their freedom from the blood that was shed in the fields of battle called the Civil War. And thank the Lord Jesus Christ that that battle, the same process of shedding blood, was Jesus Christ that once and for all sacrifice that freed us as slaves to sin. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You see right now, and again, I'm going to tell you all now, this is not a left or right issue. This is a spiritual issue. 
I'm going to talk about what's happening tonight, today, right now. We all know it. You can't turn on the TV. You can't look at YouTube. You can't put anything in your face as it regards outside these walls without seeing the division, the spirit of Antichrist that is coming to our streets, that has now invaded our streets on both sides of the aisle. We're not talking politics. I'm going to talk about Jesus. And that's exactly what I'm getting at. The church needs to stop putting the protest signs up. It's time to lay that down and put in the signs and wonders that he said will follow them that believe. Come on, somebody. You're not going to win these Gentiles with the blood of Jesus waving a sign of protest and anger. You need to lay that sign down. Come up to that brother and sister and say, come on, there's freedom in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. I don't care who's in the White House. I care who's in God's house. Mm. Come on, somebody. It's time the church become the church again. Jesus, Lord Jesus. In fact, the title of the message, as the Holy Ghost would allow me to humbly present it, is called, Lord, bring us back. Lord, bring us back. And let me tell you, church, I know many in this room, and I'm humbled to be able to come and present the word that God has given us for us all to break that bread tonight. Amen? Hear me, I know a lot of you in this room, seasoned in the faith, been born again. I'm talking to some theologians in this room. I'm talking to people who are seasoned in the faith in their Lord. And I'm saying this with a heart of humility because I remember certain days that I wasn't worried about Republican or Democrat. And I'm telling you, let me just lay it on the line. I'm guilty as charged. I'm like the Apostle Paul says, I'm chief among them. So let me just preface the whole message, okay? Uh, The Lord God has convicted me. I've been so thinking, how can we kill babies? How? And I've seen pictures of slaughtered babies and Planned Parenthood. And this is not political, I'm sorry, but children murdered at the hands of people and some of the church endorsing it it's not a democrat or republican thing church if we're killing our children we are killing our future generation and that is as evil as it comes but you see where the devil has come into my ear church we might be guilty of this i'm telling you for me is that those things that inherently were good that the devil took it and strung me a little bit further down that well sure we need a protest though for stand for the innocent the, the least among us are babies in the womb, but then it becomes something more. Oh, that's too much taxes, right? Where, whatever side you're on, you see, the further you go down this line of protest with good intentions, the devil's going to start dividing the church. Amen. Come on now. Blue versus red. I'm not into that. I'm just into the blood of Jesus. Okay. The church has become too political and less anointed. We've lost the anointing for politicians. We've become so charismatically connected to our biases. Lord, bring us back. It wasn't but a few days ago, my wife and I shared a Facebook account that a lady, Miss Wendy Norman, none of y'all know her. She's from Cottonport, Louisiana, a little small town. Her husband, an electrician, when I was a youth, went to church with this family. Well, she found a hidden treasure and a dusty old VHS tapes collection on her shelf 
played it on her TV, recorded it on her phone, sent it via Facebook Messenger. And it was a very pimpled face, skinny, tall, lanky, basketball shoes wearing, spiky haired man by the name of Danny Wright <laughs> in his teenager years, holding a microphone, shaking right up in front of the stage of the steps. And I told everybody that, uh, the word for, for, for today is living God loud. And boy, it just stirred me up watching that. I went minute after minute. I'm like, boy, he was such a tool. <laughs> I was so nervous. Y'all, this was back in the day. Y'all know those old pictures. You'll flip out under your yearbook, Lord Jesus, right? So I was as skinny. I was like, uh, y'all know Josh, uh, my nephew. I tell him I was just as skinny as him. This big, probably the same height. And telling people to live God loud. To not be ashamed of our faith. And this, it was just that grain of sand, or shall we say the glimpse that God was preparing this word for tonight. This was just a few days ago, not even knowing how this could connect. And I saw it, I said, Lord Jesus, bring us back to the joy of salvation. Bring us back as David said, oh God, with the, the spirit of Mary, where we just want to lay at the master's feet. Oh, yes, we want to clean the dishes. Yes, we got to wipe the countertops. We got to make sure that everything is pristine. The audio is perfect for the preacher. Let's lay at the master's feet. She is doing, Jesus said, my bidding. And that's what the church needs to be. Come on, somebody. If you have your Bibles, go with me this morning. As you're going to James chapter 1, we're going to pick it up on verse 22. If you have your Bibles, thank you, Jesus. James chapter 1, verse 22. Title of the message, Lord, bring us back. Pray with me and for me. Heavenly Father, God, I come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Church, I need the army of God to stand up right now in the name of Jesus. Let's lift up our holy hands. Father God, right now, this is not about me. This is not about our team. This is not about people. Let no flesh glory in thy presence. I need warriors, frontline soldiers with the drums, the psaltery, in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, now fill this place, God, because you are the teacher. You are the preacher, God. Let your anointing fall in this place. Not just on the preacher, God. On the people, oh God. Let us go into the armies. Let us go into the land. Take it captive in the name of Jesus. For when the devil is trying to take the United States of America, church tonight, we are taking the land. We are taking the territory. Satan, you cannot have it. This is our land. This is our place. This is our heritage of the saints of the living God. Holy Spirit, fall on us tonight, oh God. Fall. Fall on us tonight, oh God. In the name of Jesus. You are worthy, God. Bring us back to our first love. Bring us back to our first love, Jesus. We reach to heaven. Come on, church, if you can stretch, reach to heaven. Holy Spirit, without you, we can do nothing. Anoint this place. Anoint our ears. Anoint my lips. Anoint us together, God. We break this bread. Let it multiply like the 5,000 were fed. Oh, what a hillside, God. We open our ears to Jesus. We open our mind to Jesus. We bear our souls to Jesus. Holy Ghost, move, God, in only the way that you can. Let the word you have given me, God, anointed, God. Let no intellect glory. Let no theology glory. Let no doctrine glory. But, God, let your spirit be glorified in our midst. 
In the name of Jesus. Bring us back, God. Bring us back. Bring us back. I'm praying for the saints of old. Right now with your eyes closed, I want you to remember the day that you were face down before God with tears and snot in your nose. Tears flooding your eyes. And you could not but just wail in the presence of Almighty God. I want you to take that slide showing your head. Lord God, I remember those days. How, Lord, we can easily become distracted or complacent, God, in your presence. Lord God, your word says that when it was preached, the Holy Ghost fell. Fell, oh God. Anoint the pastors, the deacons, the preachers, the elders. In the name of Jesus. Father God, we are entering dark days, and if the church doesn't light their light, we are doomed. Judgment will fall because it begins at the house of God. Oh, let it not be complacent to hear if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. Only then, oh God. So God, we humble ourselves tonight. Church, I'm telling you right now, if there's anything in your heart, get it right before God. Holy Spirit, invade this place. But we have got to be pure. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? They that have clean hands and a pure heart. Wash us, cleanse us, purify us, Almighty God. For your glory to enter this place, invade our room. Invade this place, oh God. I don't care if it's a cloud or fire or glitter. God, let your presence fill this room. In the name of Jesus. That your people could receive. Till the ground, God, prepare the soil. In the mighty name of Jesus, we declare your word. We believe your word and we stand upon it. In Jesus' mighty name and all of God's children said. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I felt this is an appropriate opener for any message. I believe any man or woman of God that has been anointed to present, I think this would be an appropriate message for us to start off before we begin the actual bread. Here's our appetizer. Can we have an appetizer? Just a spiritual parallel. We're going to have a little appetizer before the entree. This appetizer says in James 1.22, but be ye doers of the word. Be, I'm going to say that again, church, doers of the word. Leonard Ravenhill said it's amazing that the church, even in today, which in the 70s, had said the church is more afraid of righteousness than sinfulness. Though we are saved by grace, not of our works, but thank God, by His grace, we have no sin. We've been forgiven. According to Romans chapter 6, verse 1, how shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? What did he say? God forbid. He's came not just to forgive you, my brother. He's came to deliver you. He's pulled that devil out. He's pulled the root of sin out. That desire that said, oh, I want to get another drink. He pulled the root out, my brother. He forgave my drug addiction, but he also delivered me from the addiction. Amen. Hallelujah. So when I heard the word, I heeded the word. It says, and not hearers only deceiving your own selves. As, as a minister of God, I stand before you today as a visitor and a guest speaker. 
that is Heart of Worship Church in Lesworth, Louisiana. My wife's grandfather founded the church. I have learned and gleaned as a disciple coming into her father's ministry that holiness is just as important as your salvation. In fact, your holiness, based on His grace, not of your own works, by His Spirit, not that I think I can because we know that train just dies every time. But when I received of His Spirit as salvation, that Holy Ghost had burned inside of me to allow me to live holy, worthy of the call. Amen? Human, we make mistakes, but the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 11 that there remaineth no sacrifice for willful sin. In other words, church, we got to really check ourselves if we're pulling out the blueprints and start drawing out our plans to do some sin. Y'all follow the difference? Honey, I'm sorry I got upset. I shouldn't have said that. Versus I've planned to do something really stupid. Where's our heart? Amen? So again, in an opener, I pray that the church as a whole is empowered by the Spirit, not of self-righteousness, not of pride or pomp or arrogance. Heaven, no but to be doers of the word and not hearers only. Can I get an amen? Is that true? Amen. For if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself, he goes away, and straightway he forgets what manner of man that he was. But whoso looketh unto the perfect law of liberty, continue therein, being not a forgetful hearer, but also a doer of the word. This man is blessed indeed. Amen? All right, Acts chapter 11, verse 14. We're all going to chew on this word. Acts chapter 11, I'll give you guys a, a little bit of preface. The, the church is flourishing. Jesus had ascended. He said to go out into all the world. Now that you've been empowered, Acts chapter 2 happened. Holy Ghost failed. We got fired up. 120 people started speaking in a language they never heard of before. People heard that said, how are they speaking Greek? I'm, they're Jews and I'm here visiting 5,000 received salvation. The church was growing. We're now from, that's two. Now we're in Acts 11. This is right after Peter is giving the testimony where God revealed to him, Peter, you thought it was good. Listen, it gets better. The church is going to get much bigger because praise God for the Jews, the Israelites, y'all are my people. But because you're my people, I want you now to present it to these Gentiles. I want you now to go to Baton Rouge and Dino Springs and give the word of God that Jesus came, the Messiah, to save all mankind. You see, yes, slavery was a sin, horrible stain on our, on our history. But it's kind of that same type that where the, uh, it's not just the white people in that historical sense. It's Asians, it's African-Americans, it's the whole world. We see, when you were a Jew at that time, for Peter, it was so controversial. He's like, God, are you serious? What did he say? Do not call those things unclean that I have called clean. See? Y'all follow where I'm going. I'm using that as the metaphor. The church is expanding. You see, God's plan was, was salvation for everyone from the get-go. So he, he's telling the testimony where the Jews are like, what are you doing? Y'all remember the woman asked for healing her daughter, and he said to give it to the dogs. Come on, theologians, right? What a humility in response where she said, yes, Lord, but even the dogs receive the crumbs from a master's table. Come on, church. Y'all see that progress. I'm not alone here. So now that the church, by and large, is expanding because he's saying, we've got a whole new demographic you got to go preach to. So Peter's telling the Jews as they were kind of like, what's going on? Here's the vision God gave me. 
Now listen, what, this is what really stood out to me. I was reading Acts chapter 11, and when the Holy Ghost just, as I, I like to call it in our church, it popped off the page for me. And God said, that's the word. Listen to what it says. Verse 14, who shall tell thee these words, whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved? I'm going to say that again. Who shall tell thee words, whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved? Peter's saying this. And look what he's telling the Jews, that when he preached to these Gentiles, what does he say? 15, and as I, I'm going to read it slow, began to just speak. The Holy Ghost fell on them as it happened for us in Acts chapter 2. He didn't say I laid hands on them, church. Oh, that got me excited. He didn't say at the altar call when the music was just bumping and the drummer was just breaking drumsticks. He said, as I spoke, when I just began to preach, when the Holy Ghost came on, it was just at the moment of proclaiming, you are free. You are free. The blood of Jesus is all you need. You are free. Come on, church. The gospel is enough. The gospel is enough. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Come on, church. I'm going to sing the whole blood of Jesus. It washes white as snow. It cleanses us. It heals us. The Bible says that by his stripes that we are healed. He saved me. Therefore, he sanctifies me by his blood. Church, I've, I've always said this. When you really get the core of the gospel, the cross, the blood of Jesus, his sacrifice to pay for our wrongdoing, to enter us into heaven, it's such an easy concept that we as human beings, as a pastor, I'll be honest, I feel very guilty because it's an easy message. Why? Because we don't have a lot of counseling involved, psychology involved. The sincere gospel says, are you dealing with demons? Praise the Lord. The blood of Jesus can set you free. Are you dealing with anxiety? Come on, church. The blood of Jesus can set you free. Let me tell you, church, we can write checks. We can climb that societal ladder. We can get a much bigger house. But if you don't have the Holy Spirit inside of you, you are dead in your sin. You are dead in your sin. Come on, church. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, bring us back. And I can say this. For me, God was revealing, son, such a sincere child. He was standing in front of people, and even though in timidity and even fear, but in obedience, you would proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not because of me, but because somebody had to do it. Somebody had to preach. Somebody had to say, church, you need Jesus Live God loud. It's time to come alive again. What did he say? Speak to these dry bones. Can they live? Lord, only you know. But he said, just speak. When he spoke, he didn't lay hands. He didn't write a check. Come on, church. The prophet Ezekiel, when he spoke, they came alive, church. Hmm. It's time that the church stop protesting and start proclaiming the word of God. Hmm. You know what's going to change a nation? Revival. No Republican, no Democrat, but Jesus will change a nation. Church, I want to energize this room. Remember what it said. What did the word say? Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Come on, church. Whew. And just like the bracelets we preach, whether you have it or not, do you have Jesus? It doesn't matter what the dollar bill says. Is our nation one nation under God? Church, um, it's hard to, 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 to say that now. 
Where we're at today, church, I see Babylon. I see the church with a whore on that beast, just as Revelation talked about. And it's a shame, church. I'm not trying to condemn. I'm trying to proclaim the gospel of Jesus. Again, I just have a heart that I'm just, I am solely convinced. Sister Hell, Brother Richard, I am solely convinced that the blood of Jesus is enough. I know that y'all know this. I'm catching up with y'all. I might be the last horse to cross the finish line. Brothers and sisters, whomever might come in that door, whatever they are dealing with, the blood is enough. The blood is enough. Lord, bring us back. And notice what he says. As I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as it was on us in the beginning. Let me tell you what popped off the page. That first line was great, but it was in the end. Sister, listen, what did it say? In the beginning. And I remember that little boy in youth camp. I was laid down face prostrate in a concrete floor. They were remodeling. The carpet hadn't even come yet. They were expanding the sanctuary. This is in Columbus, Texas. This teenager, probably a freshman in high school, And when I prayed, I felt that the Lord revealed to me that time and the remembrance that I asked everyone to just find yourself where you were in the Lord years back. The sincerity of the heart where the Holy Ghost fell. Let me tell you mine. It was past 12 o'clock midnight. I was one of the last people that were were crying out to God in that sanctuary. The service was over. Musicians were going. Pastor had already left the building. There was barely any lights left and I was still wailing before the Lord. Snot was in my face. When my youth pastor grabbed me to pick me up off that floor, I had mud in my face. I had sand in my face because of that, that, that wailing. I spent hours. The service started at no later than seven and it was past midnight. I was crying before the Lord. I had nothing left. Church, I miss it. My heart breaks when I take myself in the visual and I remember who that man was, that child. I believe that there are people here in this room, if you just listen to the Holy Spirit, not to me, if you're honest with yourself, you're not where you need to be. You need to be brought back at the beginning when the Holy Ghost fell. And it's that that will change these Gentiles when the church gets back on track, realigns herself, not psychology, not psychiatry, not the wisdom of man, no longer, but by the blood of Jesus, repents of her wicked ways and stop prostituting for money like ministers he mentioned today. We are not prosperity pimps. You don't have to give us a dime. Not at all. In fact, we have to give ourselves to this world. Tonight's word is a word of refocus. It's about restarting. It's about a reset, a renewal. Hit that power button, hold it down. Wait a few seconds. Turn it back on. Start over. It's a new beginning. Tonight I want to preach a word that is a, a reshifting, a correction, of course, in our direction. And this means a lot to me because y'all don't know this. Most of y'all don't. But when my wife and I first got married, August 17th, 2013, for me, that was my new beginning. 
I sought every Jezebel I could find. I chased after every other lover. And that's what the church is doing right now. Seeking after the better preacher, this powerful evangelist. Pass the collection again, church. Oh, we've got Dr. So-and-so, prophetess so-and-so. She's got a card, see? Hear me, church. I'm looking for the homeless man that's full of the Holy Ghost to come in and rock this place. And I'm saying, my wife and I, there was a spiritual thing that broke in me. And it was a very direct word. New beginnings. New beginnings. I love you, baby. Our photographer's business was called New Beginnings. The cabin we rented, they all have names. Get this. Can you guess what it was called? I don't want to spend the next five minutes listing them all out. New Beginnings. Every single thing we've encountered that month or greater. New Beginnings. New Beginnings. We met a pastor. We got connected with his church was called. You think God was trying to tell me something. Lord, bring us back to the beginning. When Peter spoke. Church, let's ask ourselves. Do we have that anointing today? We can get there. We know the spirits to stir it up. We gotta get, get let it boil. It's gotta simmer, and praise God, I'm not belittling. Hear what I'm saying. I read the scriptures, my sisters, my brothers. Peter's shadow is healing people, and we say, "Oh, we believe the word. It's all true." Hadn't happened in our church. I'm not saying we're there, but glory be to God, He broke my heart. This is the word. Y'all ready? Where are we? You know where I was? On Facebook debating people what, what president they need to vote for. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Where's Jesus? Where's Jesus out there in the streets? Listen. In two to three months of this chaos, and I looked, I want to tell you, I was when George, George Floyd died, that was heartbreaking. The entire world heart sunk. There wasn't a single person that would, would that I, I can imagine, unless they were full of the devil, of course, would say that that was justified. That was horrible for just that few days. But the devil crept in. Let me tell you, that was people were more drawn. They reflected, checked themselves. Lord, is there a racist bone in my body? I don't want to be racist. I don't want to be evil. We should love everybody. What does the word say? It says. That if you say that you, but hate your, you're a liar. And that God is not in you. Racism is an evil cancer. But the devil took something where the nation started to find some unity. The devil got, kicked his foot in the door and says, I'm going to just wreck everything. Now hear me. Right now. In months since then, with all the chaos, the hatred on both sides, it's only one person that I saw 
that went to Seattle and was preaching the gospel. One person. One. To give them love. And you know what the devil did? Threw him off of his box and beat him. Beat him senseless. One. And church, maybe this makes you feel better, but I recall out of an entire nation, only three Hebrew boys decided to say, Nebuchadnezzar, I ain't doing it. The Lord is God. He is the only one that I kneel to. When will the church wake up? You know what it took for the New Testament? It took the blood of saints. It took a man called Stephen that said, I see my Lord. He's standing. And in their hatred, grabbed a stone and threw it at him. And it began the slaughter of the church. But let me tell you, church, on the blood of the saints, thousands, thousands came to salvation. You know what I'm realizing now in this spirit of Antichrist, knowing what Revelation teaches? Get ready, church. As the book of Hebrews showed me, you have not resisted yet unto bloodshed. Right now, so desperately more than ever, the church needs to come back. Put down your Democrat sign. Put down your Republican sign. Get off of Facebook. Fall on your face. And get back on track. The blood of Jesus washes all sin away. Let me tell you, church, when I found Jesus once again as a drug addict, homeless, without a job, and a penny to my name, it wasn't a politician that saved me. It wasn't a rich man with lots of money and a big check. It wasn't a psychiatrist or a pill. It was the blood of Jesus. Some of y'all know my testimony. I three years as a crack addict doing cocaine, crystal meth, ecstasy. I was already skinny. I was deathly. I overdosed twice. I should be dead by the grace of God. I'm alive. Listen, it was the blood of Jesus that not only forgave me, brothers and sisters, I had no desire for it. That turkey was so cold, if you just touched it, it would fall apart. Cold turkey by the blood of Jesus. There ain't no nick and dumb approach with the Holy Ghost. He who the Son is set free is free indeed. Come on, church. Do we believe it? The blood, the blood, the blood. Jesus. Bring us back. And I believe in that where Peter was describing, God was revealing some symbolism. Now, of course, we know this is not a literal interpretation of the text because they were just exactly what it says. My application is not that when Peter spoke to these Gentiles, the Gentiles were, in my opinion, based on the application God had revealed to me as a revelation, was the heathen. The Jews, Peter himself, when he spoke in the Holy Ghost, fell, they represent him and them as us. Christians. In fact, the same chapter reveals the historical text where the word came from. At Antioch, they decided to make fun of them because they were Christ-likes. Therefore, they called them Christians. 
It wasn't a compliment if you know your history. Very derogatory to be called Christian in Antioch. From Antioch, that's where it spread. We say we're Christian, praise the Lord. Jesus freak, all those things. Amen. I love God. Right? But as an application, I want us to see this. If we can see this as Peter, anointed of God, in that mantle of love, coming to people where all of his other fellows were saying, the Gentiles, that's not... That's not for the bread of the the, the table. Those are dogs. They were called dogs, Samaritans. Even Jesus called her that. Amen? Oh, I love Jesus. I don't mean to scare y'all. Hear me. But in this time, this was a pivotal moment in our Christianity where it was much bigger. We had a whole new demographic to witness to. What am I saying? The body of Christ opened her mouth and these heathens not the church these are gentiles they were wretched sinners heathens not knowing of god but believed in many gods and the holy ghost fell on them as it was for us in the very beginning he wasn't at no church come on somebody y'all follow where i'm going church I want you to see it today, not just 2020. I want us to see us in Seattle as Peter to stand up in front of all these chaos on all sides. Jesus is enough. If you want unity, the blood of Jesus is enough. And the Holy Ghost would fall on them as it was for us in the beginning. Do we want unity? The blood of Jesus is enough. The cross of Jesus is enough. Come on, church. So tonight, I'm being honest, but I'm not even nearly my, my text will to see the Lord goes, but I want us to pray. And only those that are sincere that says, Lord, I'm tired of where I'm at. Number one, I miss who I used to be. I'm a little dry. If we're honest, I'm not as childlike heart that I used to have. I don't break like I used to break. I don't feel like I used to feel. Lord, I'm not hating. I'm no way, but I miss the sensitivity of your spirit in your presence where I would just cry uncontrollably. I'm talking to you. When we get back on track, the Lord is saying, you will have that mantle. Right now, we have the church going through all the motions. We're teaching our future pastors, you need three points at least. Right? We have this guideline. And we start with fast music. There, Then we see the psychology. If we dim the lights at toward the end, it just see the psychology. We've traded the blood for the wisdom of man. That is why the Holy Ghost is not falling just by our speech. We have to go through the motions before we get in a reaction where people will stand and we can lay hands and maybe they'll fall. Glory to God, the Holy Ghost is stirring now. You understand? Those who cook, you've got to process 
all the way to the end. When the Holy Ghost is the cook, poof. Y'all follow? I'm not the cook. I can't I barely use that parable because I love to eat. Right? But some of y'all who are so gifted, the Lord has given you, you can feed the 5,000. You'll get five out of five stars on reviews. It's a process. The church has adapted a process. We've hired the psychiatrists, the psychology, these counselors who come out of university. We're hiring people that should not be hired. They're not anointed. They're just talented. There's no more prayer service. It's all a show. We've traded edification for entertainment. When will the church have the mantle once again that once spoken, just the Holy Ghost can fall? Lord, forgive us. Forgive us. When the church gets off track through the Word of God, church, and we see what is His MO, His children, they're way off track. He sends a prophet. Zechariah 1 2, if you have your Bibles. Zechariah 1 verse 2. We're only going to look at a couple of verses. If you have a highlighter and you would like to underline, I'm going to give you what God has given out of this text. Lord, send your prophet as you're turning there. Let's pray, God, we need your prophets once again. Not a prophetess or prophet, Mr. So-and-so. We're not looking for fancy business card people. God, we need truly anointed people that are not into three-piece suits. God, that they are into the Holy Ghost. That they are into miracle signs and wonders. God, I pray for a true mantle of the prophet that would rise up in the United States of America. I pray specifically Louisiana, God, that as the prophetic river revival was prophesied, that it would come to fruition, God, by the mouthpiece of the prophet that you would anoint once again, God. That when they speak, the Holy Ghost would fall on them as it was for us in the beginning. The beginning. Zechariah 1 2. The Lord hath been sore displeased with your fathers. The word of the prophet. Thus saith the Lord, therefore say unto them, The Lord of hosts shall say, You turn to me, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will turn to you. Be ye not as your fathers. Verse 4. Unto whom the former prophets have cried, saying, The Lord of hosts, turn ye now from your evil ways and from your evil doings. But what does it say? They did not hear, nor did they even hearken unto me, saith the Lord. Zechariah is telling the Israelites, I am telling you, it's time to come back. It's time to return, it says to the Lord. He went so far as to say, church, your fathers have heard the same word, but they not only heard, they didn't even obey. This nation... Founded in 1776, imperfect, no doubt, but has grown in her years. Mighty revivals have come about. We all know of Azusa Street Church. It's, oh, we are so overdue. Sisters, we are so overdue. We read about it in, on Wikipedia. We read about it on articles. But you know why we're only reading about it and not experiencing it? It's because we've left our first The church has stopped praying and started playing. Jesus. 
forgive us. Before I even go further, Lord, as we have read, God, let us not be guilty of our fathers that have heard the word and didn't heed it. Let us start in Baton Rouge even here tonight, God. I'm praying, church, listen to me. I'm praying that everyone, when we leave these doors, that the next time you speak in the unction of the Holy Ghost, they will fill with the Holy Spirit. God, raise up the mantle of Peter that A, is not ashamed of you, and B, that will step out of their comfort zone and speak the blood of Jesus. Not in song, not in sermon, God, but by the Holy Ghost. Not in a style, Lord Jesus, or my favorite things. Let us all wash away, God, and bring us back. Bring us back. Bring us back. This entire ministry was founded on the tears of the Richards. The vision that was given to them 30 years ago. That is what I'm talking about, church. It's time the tears of the saints start flowing. Oh, Jesus. We have tried to debate people into the kingdom. Lord, forgive us. We need to love them. Pray for them. Let us be hearers and not, not just hearers. Let us be doers. In the name of Jesus. You don't have to turn there under the unction of the Spirit. Keep that prayer. We need to repent. Church, we need to repent. I'm serious. Cities are burning right now. The left is hating the right. The right is hating the left. Republicans versus Democrats. The devil is pitting blacks against whites. Are you kidding me? Where have we gone? It's time the church preaches the blood again. We are using water guns against the devil. It's ineffective. The blood of Jesus, bring us back. I want everyone in this room, close your eyes. Bring me back to the day when I was so enamored with you. When it was nothing to just spend hours and dance before you cry, before you wail, before you kneel, before you lay, before you. Remember. Come back, come back. Hosea says, come and let us return unto the Lord, for he hath torn and he will heal you. Resting place, he will heal you. For the Lord has smitten and will bind us up. Oh, Jesus, return unto the Lord, for he hath torn, but he will heal. He hath smite, but he will bind. Oh, God, break us, Lord. Forgive us. The word of the Lord tonight is not to play with. The end is truly near. It's not a spray painted sign on a soapbox in the street corner. The end is truly near. Where's the church? Oh, Jesus. If you're here for a good feeling, this is not what we're serving. We're serving the word of the Lord. God bursted in the lips of these people. I'm praying for more prophets in this room, evangelists in this room, apostles, teachers, preachers. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. 
It's time that the church starts preaching the blood once again. Jesus, I pray from the unction of Hosea, Lord, we return unto You. We come back and stop protesting. We start proclaiming the Gospel of Jesus. When one of our friends may find out that we support a politician they don't like, Lord, we pray for them. We don't hate them. We don't argue. We don't debate them. It is not in red versus blue. It is in the blood. It is not in Democrat or Republican. It is not black versus white. It is good versus evil. And I'm going to remind the theologians in this house, the Word of God, you wrestle not against flesh and blood. You wrestle not against flesh and blood. But principalities, and it's time to get back in the war zone, and it's on your knees. I'm prophesying to this territory in the southern regions of Louisiana. I believe y'all are full of the Holy Ghost, and I'm, I'm like the angel that came to Elijah after y'all done called fire from heaven, and everyone's coming against you. I'm here to remind you, you are not alone. Elijah's, you are not alone. But come back. He will provide that raven. He will provide that tree. He will provide that brook. But come back. Come back, Lord, we return. In the name of Jesus. The message is not complicated, nor is the gospel complicated. It is very simple. Return unto the Lord. Valley of dry bones, I'm telling you now, rise up and live. Repent of your distraction. Repent of our complacency. Forgive us of our idolization of Facebook and debates and posts that make us feel good because we're trying to convince people of ways that amount to a hill of beans in eternity. God, save their souls. Church, I'm guilty as the worst person in here. First in line, God's calling me to a social media fast. In fact... Joel chapter 2, and I didn't segue intentionally into this, but let me go. Therefore also now saith the Lord, Joel 2. That's okay, you can pray, you can read, you can... This is you and the Lord. It's not about me, it's not about anyone, but you and Jesus. I want you focused on Jesus right now, church. It's about Jesus. It's about the lost souls that are going into eternity. We've lost at least seven people in these protests and riots that are now in eternity, whether heaven or hell. And some of that is the church's fault because we stopped praying. We left our prayer closet for the protest sign. Forgive us, Lord. It was the upper room that changed the face of a nation, not a White House. Stop fighting for politics because all that is is politics. Start fighting for the Gospel. Contend, it says, Oh, I'm no theologian, but I feel the Lord on this one. The Bible says to contend for your what? Faith. Not your party. Therefore now saith the Lord, Joel 
turn ye even to me with all your heart resting place with fasting and weeping. Church, I'm repenting with you tonight. God, break my heart. Because a sermon without tears is a sermon in the flesh. We cannot preach unless we're anointed. It's dead without your spirit. Therefore, no one will feel with the Holy Ghost as we speak. It's going to take more music. It's going to take a new worship leader. It's going to take the lights and the smoke and the plexiglass pulpits. It's going to take psychology to get them to cry. No, we need the blood of Jesus preached once again. Return unto me with fasting and weeping and mourning. Rend your heart. Not your garments, just in your heart. For He is gracious and merciful, slow to anger. Lord, Your Word says You are kind and You will repent of the evil that the judgment will begin in the house of the Lord if we repent. I'd love to get to verse 15 of blowing the trumpet, but I don't believe we're there. I don't believe we're there. Jesus, yes, Holy Spirit, we're receiving. Church, be serious with God right now. If you got to close your eyes, that's fine. It's time to lay aside the distractions. The world is burning on fire, literally in our nation right now. Cities are burning and the church is sleeping. Or worse, like good intended, Ignorant Peter whipped out the sword and swung his enemy and God had to rebuke him by healing his enemy's ear. Church, Jesus said to turn the other cheek. I'm all about the Second Amendment. But let me remind you, church, Jesus said you're going to be brought before kings and governors and led like lambs to the slaughter. What is a cross to carry? It wasn't for you to defend yourself. He said, turn the other cheek. And the church is swinging sword. Again, I'm so guilty, church. I'm not telling you that I have this right. I've come to repent publicly and humiliate myself in front of you for heaven's sake that you can join me in repentance. Let us all return to There is a mantle. There is a mantle. The Holy Ghost has been waiting for many of us in this room. Then when you speak, when you speak, the Holy Ghost will fall. You don't need to work the crowd. You don't need to force them to stand and shout. Gone are the days of the preachers I read about in a book by Leonard Ravenhill, E.M. Bounds, that talked about men of renown of prayer that spent days, hours, and days on their face before the Lord, even with post-it notes on, and would just speak with a stuttery speech, and hundreds and thousands of people would fall on their face in tears, repent, and were filled with the Holy Spirit. Where is the church today? The latter half of the Bible is nothing but memories. What it needs to be is a reflection of our church in 2020. 
The church is solely a history book. God, forgive us. I read in Acts, and this needs to be a testimony. Front page headline for tomorrow. Resting place full of the Holy Ghost. The building was on fire. Firefighters came and realized it wasn't literal. It was spiritual. Lord Jesus, bring us back. Bring us back. The church is lost our way. We repent of psychology. We repent of trying to work a crowd. In our stuttering, God, we present the word in brokenness. Jesus, we're praying a heart of worship and rest in place. Wherever you come from, this is that time. Do you want the mantle? Do we want the mantle? Jesus. Let this house tonight, I pray, be that upper room. Let us start over. As it was in the beginning that our dear sister Helen and our brother Richard, God will bring them back to their first love. That when they speak, the Holy Spirit just fills the room. Oh, Lord, they do even now, God, but just more. God, we repent. I don't want this Bible to be a history book. I want it to reflect today. Oh, Jesus, raise these prophets up in this room. Anoint these prophets again. Give them a new mantle, God. Again, this is not to condemn. Church, listen, I'm joining with you. When Jesus said, take up your cross, that was not just for a, a necklace. We are supposed to get on it. I have on my... uh. On my social media, my, my, my little profile, it says, many pray to be blessed, but very few pray to be broken. We've sought the blessing for far too long. Lord, if you dare not bless me, you've saved me. You don't have to give me anything else. What's Jeremy Camp's song? Just give me Jesus. You can have the whole world. Just give me Jesus. Church, even David, a man after God's own heart, did lose his way. Even David. He still called him a man after his own heart. But church, I remind us together, he raised up a Nathan in his love to point the finger in love and say, you are the man. David, You've lost your way. Lord, bring us back. Bring us back. Bring this nation back. One nation. Under God. Under God. Under God. Under God. And there won't be justice for all until we have revival. Many people are celebrating Juneteenth and praise God rightfully so. But I'm asking us to take a step further in the Spirit. I'm asking for horsemen like into that of Galveston's Texas rode all two years across the nation with the proclamation saying, you are free. Come back. 
come back. Come back. You know, Moses lost his way too. Out of frustration. Does that sound familiar? They don't believe like me. They just don't get it. The people are deceived. These Gentiles need anointed prophets that will speak to the rock. Lord, we have struck the rock, and I'm saying this in the prophet. I'm not even a prophet, so he's just using me. We struck the rock, church. We have become frustrated with the people. We've lost our voice to speak, and the water flows. Where Peter, we read, spoke, and the water flowed. No fancy music. No lights, no candles, no smoke. He spoke. Bring us back, Lord. Lord, I'm praying for a baptism in this room. Oh, praying for the fire to fall in this room. But church, listen to me. You cannot receive the fire until first you've been washed in His blood. Let's start. Father, I pray a corporate prayer of repentance. God, forgive us. We lay down our distraction, our idolization of politics. We lay down every bit of complacency in our lives. God, our dry church wearing the mask of religion. God, we pray we repent tonight. Let the tears flow out of our eyes once again. Let the word flow out of our mouths once again. God, let our mind be filled with your spirit once again. A dying people going to hell every second needs a church like this one that would dare say, God, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Oh, my Jesus. We lay down the rod of frustration. For Lord, we don't want to miss our promised land. We don't want to miss it. Forgive us. We lay it down now and we repent. God, have mercy on your church. Have mercy on this complacent church. Have mercy on the church that have idolatrized and have, have gone the way off astray God new beginnings you know church when I was talking about my marriage I believe right now sister and brother Richard it's not a coincidence I believe this was intentional from the moment my wife and I shared I do's that in this testimony I can now say and those that have recognized the error of our ways got off the wrong track and got back on tonight we're going we're gonna, to uh, open up for all words and everything. But listen, it was as simple as confession and alignment. We confess we're wrong. God, we align with you. Back on track. What am I saying? Bride of Christ, welcome to your new beginning. Welcome to your new beginning. A whole new start. On track. Speak, church. Holy Ghost, fall down. Speak. So in this time of political turmoil, I'm asking you from the left to come to the center. I'm asking the right to come to the center. It's called the straight and narrow. It says neither to the left 
nor to the right. Lord, bring us back. The devil wants nothing more than to destroy people just like you. And I need with y'all to get in the fight. Thank you for coming back with me. A new beginning. Whatever church y'all belong to, if this is the church y'all belong to, we're going to start speaking the blood of Jesus. You got diabetes, the blood of Jesus. Praise God. Going to the doctor, but I'm going to pray with you. The blood of Jesus. By his stripes. Speak. And just maybe, just maybe, you might find your shadow, heal someone you just walked by at Walmart. Did he say it? Do we believe it? Then let us therefore receive it. Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.